Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith, and I'm here to bring you the preview show for Bayern Munich versus Arbe Leipzig in what should be a cracker of a match. It's early in the morning, Thursday, my time, and I'm staying here. I'm enjoying my coffee, just like Walter Sobchak said in The Big Lebowski. So you're going to get to see uh, probably the amplification of my voice and my energy level as I start to suck down this coffee. So let's get right to it and take a look at the two squads, where they sit in the table and what we can expect out of this match, which I think will be a lot of fun for Bayern Munich. They of course are sitting at the top of the Bundesliga table. They have 16 wins, one draw and three losses. They have 65 goals for 19 against Their 49 points, of course, keep them atop the table. In their last five games, Bayern Munich has four wins against one loss. Of course, none of us can forget that loss. It was a 2-1 defeat to Gladbach, which was a complete disaster, a bit of a mess. But since that point, Bayern Munich has been extremely good. They picked up a 4-0 victory over FC Köln and also a 4-1 victory over Hertha Berlin, which was the last match before we hit this ill-timed international break. As for RB Leipzig, they are a real turnaround uh, team at this point in the season. They have worked their way back up to sixth place through 20 matches. They have nine wins, four draws, and seven losses. They have 38 goals for, 23 against for 31 points. Over their last five matches, they have three wins, one loss, and one draw. The last loss was on December 17th, Uh, a total shocker of a loss against Armenia Bielefeld. Um, Did not see that one coming, but since then they've picked up a 4-1 victory over Mainz, a 2-0 victory over Stuttgart, and a 2-0 victory over Wolfsburg, who of course is a traveling dumpster fire that needs to be extinguished as soon as possible if they want to save their own season. But as for this match, uh, this comes at a very interesting time for Bayern Munich. Uh, When looking at the squad, you can see that not only will they be without Leon Goretzka, they'll also be missing Alfonso Davies. That's two very key starters that the Bavarians will not have in tow as they line up against one of the most talented clubs in the league. And it doesn't matter if Leipzig is sitting in sixth place. I would say their talent level is probably third after Bayern and Dortmund. But, um, you know, this is a huge match for D. Rotenbullen as they want to pick up these three points and help climb their way back up into a Champions League spot. And if you look at the table and you see that Bayern and Dortmund are probably shoe-ins, Leverkusen's making a strong case, but Union Berlin and SC Freiburg, they are both susceptible to falling a little bit deeper and perhaps falling out of uh, contention for Europe next season. Union Berlin, of course, suffered a massive loss when Max Krusa opted to return to Wolfsburg during the January transfer window. SC Freiburg, of course, has, has been really the Cinderella team of the season. They've been great so far, but they have shown some signs of, uh, I don't want to say folding, but they've shown some weaknesses over the past, uh, I would say, six to eight games. And they are also susceptible to dropping a bit if they don't turn themselves around. But for this match, Leipzig and Bayern will be a lot of fun. I think we can look at Bayern Munich in a couple of ways here. Uh, Obviously, coming off of this break 
and being a little bit banged up. Bayern is going to be out to prove something. They're going to want to get these three points. They don't want to lose any ground or give any ground to Borussia Dortmund at this stage, especially with the way injuries are starting to pile up. And injuries will be a key theme throughout this match. Uh, When you look at Bayern Munich and how they are going to line up and what formation they'll use and what combination of players, Julian Nagelsmann is going to keep everyone guessing at this point. Uh, He's so creative and innovative that sometimes it makes it near impossible to really figure out what he's leaning toward or what he's looking to do. I think at this stage, we can look at a couple of things. Uh, Knowing that Alfonso Davies is out, knowing that Goretzka is out, And even with Luca Hernandez picking up a knock in practice on Wednesday, I think he'll be good to go. But it still could give Nagelsmann a reason to go with the back three as as he has been leaning toward over the past month or so. So if we want to take a look at the lineup, I would go with something like this. I would think, and it's not what I would do, honestly. This is what I'm guessing Nagelsmann will do. I think he'll have Neuer in goal. I think he will go with a back line of Benjamin Pavar, <sighs> Nicholas Sula, Dio Upamakano, and Luca Hernandez. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say he's going to opt for a back four over a back three. I could see it working either way, uh, especially given the announcement that Sula won't be coming back. I'm very interested to see how he's handled from this point forward. Uh, Will he be the odd man out of the mix or will he be considered as uh, just a player who's going to maintain his position on the squad unless he performs poorly? So, yeah, I think they'll go with the back four, provide some stability. Uh, It it should be a a very good back four if you look at that quartet. Uh, Upamakano and Sula are obviously very good in the middle there. Now, Luca Hernandez would prefer to be a center back, but until Davies gets himself squared away, it could be uh, Luca Hernandez with a steady diet of left back. And if you read the most recent news on BFW, you would see that Alfonso Davies might not be back until April. So uh, Luca might be uh, <laughs> out on the defensive flank a little more than he would like at this point. As for the midfield, I think we're going to see Joshua Kimmich and Quarantan Toliso. Seems like Toliso has really leapt over uh, the other midfielders on the roster. Uh, Mark Roca and Marcel Sabitzer. Sabitzer is just a, a really, really puzzling case here. He's a player that looked tailor-made to slide into a good role with Bayern Munich, but in my mind, he can't handle not being the alpha out there. He can't handle having a backup role, and, and I get it. I totally understand it, and I think that this is a legitimate thing, and if it's not something that he can get over, it's going to continue to affect his form. And Byron will not get the best out of Marcel Sabitzer. And in the end, I think they're going to have, probably have to look the part ways over the summer just because it's, it's not working. And Sabitzer, being at his age, probably will want to be on the field, I would think, as soon as next season and not be a, a second or third choice player. Uh, Mark Roca, I, I still don't feel like has done enough. I know he had some good performances at the end of the calendar year for 2021, but still a little bit too slow moving side to side for me, uh, not as agile as I would like. And while he did perform adequately and frankly had some good showings, uh, I just think he is even behind Sabitzer at this point. I don't know if Nagelsmann feels the same way, but that's what I would guess. 
Either way, I would think that we see one of two of Sabitzer or Roca coming in as a sub, possibly both. But uh, it will be interesting to see how Nagelsmann handles that midfield situation. Uh, when we get to the forward alignment, and that is a what essentially is a front four, of course, we'll see Robert Lewandowski and Thomas Muller. At this stage, though, the wings really could go any way. I think that we will see Leroy Sané and Kingsley Coman. I think Serge Gnabry will be the odd man out in this. Uh, it does not have anything to do with the fact he has not been able to get negotiations started back up with the club on a new contract. But I do think that uh, this will be a chance for Nagelsmann to roll out Sané and Coman. Uh, use that speed, create a little disruption there. And again, I think we would see a player like Gnabry come on around the 60th minute. I also think we could see Jamal Musiala pop in. The interesting thing about Musiala is this week we heard that Nagelsmann does not see him really as a wing and maybe even sees him more more as a Tiago Alcantara type where he is uh, playing the role of an eight and facilitating the transition from defense to offense. Listen, it's tough to argue with Julian Nagelsmann and how he views Musiala. Uh, obviously, the guy is a, a borderline genius as a coach. Um, but, you know, we all see the great things that Musiala can do as a wing. We see how he impacts the game as a 10. Obviously, with Thomas Muller there, not many opportunities will arise for Musiala to play that spot as of yet. But uh, it's very interesting given the, the recent injury debacle with Leon Goretzka that Nagelsmann is really toying with this idea of having Musiala play that same spot and given that Goretzka just signed an extension I don't know how this all plays out in terms of how Nagelsmann sees that position being filled moving forward if he will continue to roll with Goretzka when he's healthy or if there is going to be some kind of slow transition toward Jamal Musiala there are so many different subplots but in the end, uh, I'll reiterate the lineup I would go with. Neuer, Pavar, Sula, Diopamakano, Luca Hernandez, Kimmich, and Toliso in the midfield, Sané and Coman on the wings, and Lewandowski and Thomas Muller uh, riding up top. As for Arbe Leipzig, they have been a completely different team since Domenico Tedesco took over. Of course, Tedesco was best known for a good start with Schalke before that entire club uh, plunged itself into the ocean uh, and and ultimately ended up getting relegated. But Tedesco has had a very good impact on this Arbe Leipzig team who just never really clicked and got it together under Jesse Marsh, which was unfortunate. Marsh was a coach that had Arbe or Red Bull (laughs) flowing through his veins, it seemed, having worked his way through from New York to Salzburg to Leipzig. But it just did not work for him there. The players didn't respond as he would like. It seemed like he tinkered a little too much, maybe alienated some of the veteran players, did not gain the trust of the younger players. So in the end, when all of that stuff happens, it's extremely hard to be successful as a coach. It's one of the the major victories that Julian Nagelsmann was able to do was establish those bonds and establish the trust with players very early on in his tenure uh, and that was a big difference as to why he has succeeded and Jesse Marsh failed. But Tedesco has gotten the, the, the Arbe Leipzig all set back up and in contention. And while it's probably unrealistic to think that Arbe Leipzig can climb all the way back into a race for the title, they can at least get into that top four spot for a 
Champions League berth, which is really ultimately the goal for this team at this point. Uh, when you look at their squad, they've still got a lot of talent. I mean, they are a, a loaded roster, and I, you know, I, I think when I when I view some of the players here, I, I just I have a lot of trouble seeing how they struggled so much early on. And it just shows you the impact that a, a coach can have. And, and the fact that Marsh just could not get this group to get focused and headed in the right direction tells you just how tough uh, things are. When Again, we could just scroll right through the roster. Peter Galashi, Tyler Adams, who was banged up, probably won't play. Uh, I guess his status is questionable coming off of an injury with the U.S. men's national team. Angelino, uh, Josco Garvidal, Luca Klosterman, Nordi Mukiele, Vili Orban, uh, Benjamin Heinrichs, Kevin Campbell, Conrad Leimer, Christopher Nkunku, Danny Olmo, Dominic Shabasloy, Emil Forsberg, who is banged up as well, Yusuf Polson, Andre Silva. I mean, there is just talent after talent after talent on this roster. Um, and one of the one of the players that I will absolutely be keeping an eye on, I'm hoping that he's in the lineup, is Dominic Shabasloy. Of course, Shabashloy was connected to Bayern Munich for quite a long time, ultimately signed with RB Leipzig, but he is a just a dynamic talent and can impact the match in so many ways. But that's the beauty of the RB Leipzig roster. They have so many players that are impactful. So I, I think this game is just going to be pretty incredible. I think it should be a great match for Bayern Munich. It should be a fast-paced, high-intensity and a good back and forth battle. This really, really should be one of the more fun matches of the weekend, not just in Germany, but also in Europe. Uh, I, I do think, um, you know, Bayern Munich has the edge here, but a player like Shabashloy, when lo- working with other players like Silva or Almo or Unkunku, I think that type of attacking talent could create some problems for Bayern Munich, especially if they can establish. Uh, a very good transition on uh, transition from defense into counterattacks. If that can happen quickly and they can put Dio Upamakano and Nicholas Sula on their heels, they can take advantage of Luca Hernandez and Benjamin Pavar when they venture too far upfield. This could be a competitive match. In the end, though, I think I'll go with Bayern Munich winning 3 uh, 1. And it'll be a lot closer than that score would indicate. Uh, like I said, I am a, a big fan of many of the players on this RB Leipzig roster. At this point, though, Bayern Munich is just better and deeper. And, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see Robert Lewandowski drop in a brace. I think he's due, and I think he's going to start a really hot streak here and uh, work to get in a position to where he can challenge his own record and potentially break it by the end of the season. So that would be a fantastic thing to see. But We'll worry about this game first. Bayern Munich will pick up a 3-1 victory. That's my prediction. And, uh, hey, thanks again for listening. We appreciate every time you guys log in or pop in and check uh, check out our podcast and also our site. As always, if you want to interact with me, you can get me at the Barrel Blog on Twitter. You can get our site at Bavarian FB Works. You can get I Need No Name at BFWINNN. You can get Tom at Tommy Adams 71 and you can get Jake at Jefferson Fenner, Samarin, and uh, Schnitzel are both not on Twitter still. Somehow, there might be the only two people left that have not made the transition, but they are probably better off for it. Uh, you can also check out uh, the weekend warm up, which will be released 
uh, early on Friday morning. So check that out. And of course, we'll have all of the great match coverage for the weekend, including our post-game podcast, which will wrap up the match. So thanks again for listening and we will see you next time.